We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast, brought to you by Twisted Tea. It's time to crack a Twisted Tea, Bill. I'm Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our lead college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Well, the college football world had its first earthquake and it came in Tuscaloosa, Bill, and you like to say the season doesn't start until Alabama loses, so it's starting early this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, nobody expected that fourth quarter to go the way it did. You've <laughs> got to give Texas credit. I mean, I'm no, I'm so accustomed to writing it the other way when they scored on the Jermaine Burton touchdown in the uh, or right before the fourth quarter. I thought, okay, here we go. Um, yep. But yep. yeah, I mean, it's you got to give Texas credit. I mean, this is one where we normally mock them. The The Texas meter is not up tonight. Credit to the Longhorns. You got to give them, uh, you know, for that flurry of plays and, and they'll be ranked. I think they'll be ranked number three. Really? Number three. Wow. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's accurate for them. It was just a slug fest. It was a slug fest for what? Three quarters. Defenses were pressuring the quarterbacks. There was a lot of punts. There was probably seven, I think, seven or eight punts by the end of the third quarter, 16-13. And then Texas stretched it out. And I thought the difference in the game, not and it's a difference in a lot of games, was the quarterback play. And Quinn Ewers was better than Jalen Milrow. And it went all when all was said and done, because the defenses were both very good. There's skill, there's talent, there's NFL people all over the place, but Texas's quarterback was superior. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it. Went he's this is what we thought might have happened had he not had he played the whole game last year. And mm-hmm. you know, I think what was the stat three of five on balls of 20 yards or more? We talked about that during the week, mm-hmm. and they had an answer at quarterback. Alabama is going to have a lot of questions about their quarterback because he Jalen Milroe could not break contain. He took too many sacks. They missed a wide open touchdown to Jace McClellan in the third quarter. I thought that was one of the turning points too. So mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, like the easy reaction, you'll see a lot written that the dynasty's over and those kind of things. I don't know that that's the case. I just know they've got a long road back to the playoff and a lot of the old habits from last year struck back. We got a comment here. Who do you think uh, starts a quarterback for Bama next week? Mm, they'll still start Jalen Milrow. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they ease Buckner in a little more. Uh, maybe they play Simpson. I, I guess like their long-term play is Julian Sane next year will be their guy, maybe. But I mean, when as a freshman stepped in and started all right away, Tua didn't do that. He, I mean, he would have to be on the Bryce Young level. I know one of the... Uh, Bryce Young didn't either. Right. And I know one of the things peaking on chart beat for us right now is why is Arch Manning not starting at Texas? I'm sure some Alabama people were asking why is Arch Manning not starting at Alabama after what they watched tonight? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, Milro, he's he he got in the habit of just tucking the ball after about two seconds. Didn't didn't give his offensive line a chance give Texas's defensive line credit, but sometimes he was seeing ghosts a little bit and he was tucking it a little early, sort of like Jaden Daniels did early last year for LSU. And he's a terrific runner and he's always under control. He keeps his eyes downfield pretty well. He was very composed. I like that part of his game and he's faster than you think, but he doesn't throw the nice deep ball that, that Ewers throws. And, you know, I, Ewers got a lot of – arm angles to him and everything like he's fun to watch and his deep ball is unique i mean he really drops it in the bucket and he lets those guys run underneath it especially when they have a step we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. 
Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Yeah, I mean, obviously. So I, the big plays in the passing game were huge. I thought the pass to Jatavian Sanders after Alabama scored, he hits a 50-yard pass to him. He connected on a few. And Texas even missed opportunities. I mean, the reality is, and it's an uncomfortable rea- reality in Tuscaloosa, is that this could have been worse. It could have been much worse, I think. And Texas was the better team. All of the elite teams in college football right now, the the ones that you would say they, they can make the playoff, with the exception of Ohio State, have outstanding quarterback play. And that's roping Penn State in there, but and maybe even Georgia to some extent. But, I mean, I've watched McCarthy, Jordan Travis, Quinn Ewers, Caleb Williams. Those guys are all playing at an elite level right now, and Alabama doesn't have that. No, you're right, and that's going to be a key moving forward. And their offensive line, again, too. I mean, they didn't protect him like they needed to protect him, and uh, Texas took control. And so, yeah, we will. Uh, we feel our first earthquake, uh, big upset, and it's amazing. Alabama, that's the worst home loss under Nick Saban in 17 years. It was only 10 points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's I said, the amazing yeah. thing. It was only 10 points. Yeah, we're we're on to the you know the um, the Heisman winners that have won there and what it takes to win there. I mean, was Quinn Ewers like Heisman good? Yeah, he was good, but I don't know if uh, I don't know. I just don't know where Alabama will go from here. I know that one of the things we've already written in our top twenty-five for or top one one thirty-three for tomorrow is LSU Alabama. That's not the two SEC teams aren't going to the playoff after today. I, I, that's one thing that's clear. It's just a question of, is that one playoff team going to be Georgia or not? Yeah, I mean, the three top teams in the SEC West have lost in the first two weeks of the season, right? Right. LSU, so, Texas A&M, and Alabama have a loss on September 9th. Yeah, that, that, that hasn't happened in a long time. And the, like I said, I you know, with Florida State being where they're at, Texas and Florida State are going to be top five teams tomorrow. Which is just we didn't have that, and that, but that's the reward for playing in these big games, right? And then you know, like you mentioned, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, one maybe two of them will make the playoff. So the SEC is running out of spots quick, uh, and like we said, it's only September 9th. But um, yeah, it was fun, fun day. There were more games besides uh, the one in Tuscaloosa. Let's go and discuss a little bit of Mr. Uh, Coach Prime. They uh, answered the bell again, Colorado 36, Nebraska 14 uh, in Boulder. It was his first uh, home game and uh, kind of a slow start for both teams. Uh, It was scoreless about uh, 20 to 22 minutes into the game. Uh, Colorado finally broke through, I think, with a field goal with about four minutes to go in the half. But they put the uh, put the foot on the gas in the second half, uh, exploded out. Thirty six to fourteen was the final. Nebraska scored a touchdown literally on the last play of the game. 
Uh, so it was 36, seven, uh, for, you know, up until the very end, Shadur Sanders, 31 for 42, 393 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, rushing touchdown. He's got 900 yards passing in two weeks against two power five teams. He did take seven sacks, but again, that's the part of his game that I like bill is that he doesn't make a dangerous throw. He's got no interceptions for two weeks. And that's not a coincidence. He's willing to take the sack, especially today when he knew that Nebraska's offense wasn't really going to do anything. He's willing to take the sack. He's willing to throw the ball out of bounds. He is not going to put the ball in jeopardy. He'll throw a jump ball to Travis Hunter because he knows Travis Hunter is so good that he can get to it. But generally speaking, the way he protects the ball is just, it's really, really impressive. Yeah. I mean, they they outclassed Nebraska in every way. I didn't, didn't think this game would be this big of a blowout. I mean, they exposed the Jeff Sims turned the ball over too much. I mean, Shadur Sanders, if we're doing like a straw Heisman pool, if they, it'd be Caleb, Shadur, Quinn Ewers, J.J. McCarthy. I think that would be my four right now. And I mean, Sanders, I mean, in two weeks, if they beat Colorado State next week, which they will, they're going to play Oregon and USC. USC Colorado has the potential to be the most one of the most watched games of the year for the Pac-12 again. And it's because Shadur Sanders is just making great decisions with the football at all times. Interesting that he and his brother both got unsportsmanlike conduct penalties today. So uh Dion Brink brought that up in the uh in the post game, said he was not happy about it. But uh Shador's comeback to him was that it was personal. <laughs> <laughs> well, personal Echo, echoing the the the, uh, the theme of the week that P- Coach Brian was putting through everybody and all their all their uh, press conferences and practices and pregame stuff. It's personal. It's personal. It's personal. So Dion said he did actually get a chuckle out of that. So um, in case you're wondering, Travis Hunter, 136 snaps today. I think that was down from last week. Uh, 69 on offense, 57 on defense. He had three catches for 73 yards. And he made four tackles, one pass breakup. Um, just came out here and there, but not really, not really much. And he is just again, just an unbelievable athlete. And if he continues to put up numbers. Now we did have somebody in the press box for Sporting News. Alex Novick was there for us in Boulder, tracking everything that Travis Hunter did. And he watched him every play. And he was like, Oh, he took that play off. He's resting on this play. He's a decoy on that play. So he figured out that, you know, maybe he's pacing himself. And I don't know if that's an issue or not. I don't really have a problem with it, especially if he's away from the play. But, um, you know, maybe he's learning from Dion how to pace yourself to be able to play that many snaps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And obviously, and we've got a message. Yeah. I put Sam Hartman in there in the Heisman discussion as well, well obviously. Okay. So, um, that's a correction. That's, that's fine. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> he's not going to, score a touchdown every play. I just, we'll see if he can continue this pace throughout the entire season. It's a lot, but uh, yeah, I mean, like he's scary as a, as a wide receiver. He is so talented. Yeah. And they've got those two difference makers and they've got dudes and they, they are unquestionably, you know, they, they've been compared to, is he going to create the U at Miami? One of the things I'll say through two weeks, they've created the, uh, the coolest program in the country, the trendiest program in the country. And that's what Miami was for a decade. So it, it is an interesting phenomenon. It's only going to continue with the big noon kickoff being there next week. 
Now I asked you, I think I asked you, I asked somebody this afternoon, does this game, as much as it says about Colorado, does it say more about Nebraska or does it say more about Colorado? Because I thought it said a lot about Nebraska. <laughs> no, they were bad. They're, they, they're going to have a quarterback question. They never expected that. Matt Rule's finding out what every other coach that has taken that job has figured out that it's not easy. I mean, you mentioned the 55-yard touchdown. That was nice, but I, he's done these makeovers before. You've got to be patient with him. But the self-destruction is just brutal. It's like, you know, dropping snaps that are right there and jumping off sides on fourth and five when the other team is going for it and giving them a first down and missing a field goal, like hit it, you know, when it was still a game. I think it was still zero zero. He missed they miss a field goal and you know, hit the upright. And it's just like they just do it to themselves over and over and over. And Matt Rule has not changed that. Now I gave him sort of a pass after one game where they self-destructed. Now it's two games. And, you know, as great as Matt Rule's reputation, turning people around and everything, his record as a first-year coach at his three stops right now stands at 3-23. and 23. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's – well, the job, <laughs> you blow it up first. So, it, yeah, it was not pretty. Um but again, I think this was more about Colorado and and two and zero and looking at a kind of predicting tomorrow they'll probably I got them at twenty and I think that's about right. So they're just going to keep climbing up the pools and they'll probably be ranked around eighteen after they beat Colorado State. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I if the over under was four, I would have bet the under before the season. So I hope no one has any receipts on that, but that's how, I, that's how I felt. I'm admitting it. I'm admitting it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Let's move to another uh, the SEC West team that we talked about that lost Texas A&M. Miami, 48. Texas A&M, 33. Down in Miami, extremely different from last year's uh, A&M-Miami game. 17-9. to uh, Texas A&M won in College Station. 
this year, Tyler Van Dyke threw for 374 yards and five touchdowns. Miami QB last year, he had 217 and no touchdowns. Um, his wide receiver, Jacoby George, five catches for 94 yards and three touchdowns. Miami took a kickoff back for TD. Uh, just a great performance for Miami. And I don't know, does the Heat turn back up after? I mean, does the Heat turn back up on Jimbo uh, after this loss? Well, I mean, the Heat should be on the entire SEC right now. It's not, you know, this is this conference that's dominated the sport. And, yeah, this is another bad loss. I mean, it, other good teams have gone to Miami early in the season have lost. I mean, Van Dyke was on fire early. It was one of those shootouts. It's a tough road game in theory because Miami will also be ranked. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to circle that heat on to Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino and make this SEC West less about the, you know, these super dramatic games and more about, like, who wants to stay off the hot seat. I mean, right now Lane Kiffin's 2-0, and they were struggling for a while against Tulane. So, I, I – you know, they're not going to fire him, I don't think. I mean, it's a huge contract. It's over $90 million. Hail State. Hail Mississippi State. They're the first team to hand a Pac-12 team a loss. <laughs> they beat Arizona they're in good. overtime on a play. They scored on their first possession of overtime. So they were ahead by seven. Arizona had a fourth and 10 from the 25-yard line on their possession. Jaden Delora scrambled was tackled right at the 15-yard line. The call on the field was first down. They reviewed it. They ruled he was short. Game over. Mississippi State wins. Pac-12 finally has a loss. So that was uh, an interesting uh, evening uh, result mm -hmm. that we just had. So um, one other game I want to talk about, at least for the afternoon, Utah 20, Baylor 13. Utah, the... Um, Cam Rising did not play again, uh, and Utah went on the road. They were down 13-6. They had to put together an 88-yard drive in the fourth quarter to tie it up with two minutes left. Uh, then they uh, got an interception and uh, took the took the ball in and scored the game-winning touchdown with 17 seconds to go. Two touchdowns in the last two minutes. Give Utah a lot of credit. They beat Florida. They beat Baylor on the road without their starting quarterback. Yeah, it's that's huge. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how ugly that game was. It was not a good game by them. But uh, obviously, Utah's going to be in the mix. They, they definitely have a chance in this Pac-12 to keep pace with everybody else and kind of – I think Kyle Whittingham likes it that way. Everybody's talking about Colorado. Everybody's going to talk about USC. Everybody's going to talk about DJU at Oregon State. Everybody's going to talk about Oregon. And they got out of Lubbock today. So, and here they are, 2-0. and And I don't think too many people thought they could get through those two games without Cam Rising. And here they are, 2-0. and Baylor, I thought that was a pass interference at the end of the game. But it wasn't, and they escaped. And yes, um, I agree. I thought it was a pass interference. It was, but you know, Pac-12 just continues. I mean, Washington State might be ranked tomorrow. Yeah, the other two Pac-12 results I wanted to talk about that nighttime: Oregon thirty-eight thirty over Texas Tech came from behind. Uh, Bo Nix did a great job. He had two touchdowns, three hundred and fifty-nine yards passing. Let me shut that off. What happened? We're talking about Bo Nix. Come on now. All right. And then um, the other Pac-12 result, Washington State took it to Wisconsin. Uh, upset there. 
and they uh, they won 31-22. Uh, Tanner Mordegai had uh, just one touchdown pass for Wisconsin. Wisconsin, you know, they were slow starters last week. They were slow starters this week. They couldn't come from behind. And it's just another example of the Pac-12 just putting together this unbelievable <laughs> season uh, right before they dissolve. Right. And I, and I think, like I said, I think Washington State will be ranked. Um, incredible. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of that game. I'll probably watch that in the morning. But a setback for Luke Fickle, I thought they could go out there and win. But that's, I mean, anybody that's been around the Big Ten, Pac-12, as Big Ten teams struggle out there. They always have. They always will. I've watched Michigan go out to Oregon and lose. I've watched Ohio State go out to UCLA and lose. And that's another interesting wrinkle for the new Big Ten. Uh, granted, Washington State isn't one of those teams, but I'd venture to say that there aren't a lot of Big Ten teams that could go out to Washington right now and beat them. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, let's touch on Notre Dame. We know we've got our Notre Dame listeners uh, throughout the podcast. They faced their first first test. Uh, they were sluggish early, uh, and then they, they had the uh, lightning delay or the weather delay for a while. Huge rainstorm. Everybody cleared out for about 45 minutes. Came back in, first play, Audric Estime, 80-yard touchdown run. Uh, gave them a 10-0 lead. NC State went back and forth. End of the third quarter was 24-17. Still a game. And then Notre Dame flexed their muscles in the in the fourth quarter, pulled away. Sam Hartman ended up with four touchdown passes. Uh, Holden stays a tight end, four catches, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. Are they um, – um, so they got a weapon at tight end. Uh, yeah, that was the story. I mean, big plays in the passing game. Yep. Responded to NC State, punching back a little bit, going into a tougher – that's a – I mean, NC State's one and one. and But, you know, that's a good win. And now they, they go to – they'll beat Central Michigan next week, and that sets up the big question, you know, the Ohio State question. Ohio State fans still aren't happy up here. They won today. Uh They'd honor Jim Trestle. He wore his split Youngstown and Ohio State vest. but uh, And they threw the ball to Marvin Harrison. That's not rocket science for them. So, I mean, I think that's going to He did not finish with two catches for 18 yards this week. Right. And we've had two huge games in two weeks, and that's the third one, Ohio State-Notre Dame. So, underdog won the first two. And if Notre Dame – Notre Dame will probably be an underdog in that game. Not by much, but I would say if they were setting the line – now, in the line, our listeners, hopefully, the line may be out. I, I'll guess that Ohio State will be like a four and a half point favorite for that game in South Bend. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. it's on Notre Dame to beat them. They've never, they haven't beaten them, beat them in my lifetime. And I still think Ohio State will be ranked higher. They'll beat Western Kentucky next week. Yeah, it won't be a big line though. I, mm-hmm. I mean, last year it was a big line. I don't think it'll be a big one this year. That's going to be fun. Two weeks. Two weeks away for that one. Um, yeah, and used to uh, – so Ohio State won 35-7. Michigan, coincidentally, also won 35-7. And then Penn State won 63-7 over Delaware. Uh, three of the, the Big Ten teams just kind of rolled through inferior opponents. So let's take a peek at next week. We talked about next week's tailgate. What tailgate would you like to be at? Uh, last week we talked about Boulder. We talked about Tuscaloosa. Both of those turned out differently, but uh, it would have been fun to be at both of those. Uh, do you have a, a tailgate in mind for next week? I mean, I we'll see if the Big Ten can flip the script next week. I'd probably be in East Lansing. I think Michigan State, Washington. You know, Washington 
eye-opening by beating them last year. Mm-hmm. This will be Michael Penix. It's a terrible schedule next week. I hate to sell it that way, but that's one of the big games. And, you know, I think Penix, who's been around the Big Ten, people know about him, but I don't think even casual Big Ten fans know just how good he is. He had 200-yard receivers today. I think uh, McMillan and Adunze, are, are, they're the most unheralded one, two receiving tandem in the country. Washington's really good and Michigan state's two and oh. So, I mean, Mel Tucker comes into focus next week and that's a big spot game for the big 10. Tough to find it. It's on Peacock at five o'clock Eastern, not a good time (laughs) slot, not a good channel, but it will be a good game. So we'll see about that. My tailgate, like you said, it's a uh, underwhelming slate in week three to say the least. Uh, So the tailgate I would pick would be, at U- Vanderbilt at UNLV, which is actually a tailgate that a bunch of my buddies are going out to. Uh, Fine to go this year. We always go to kind of one road game. Uh, I had commitments, and so I'm, I'm going to be here with you next week going over the games and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, my buddies uh, have been looking forward to this Vegas trip for a long time. I don't know that the Vanderbilt UNLV game will be very, very exciting, but I do think they will have – fun around the weekend for sure. I know the Notre Dame fans enjoyed going out to Vegas last year when the Irish took on BYU. So yeah, that's our quick look ahead to next week. Now the sad Saturday section does not have many sad Saturdays in it this week. Um, I could only find one that was a true sad Saturday. James Madison, 36, Virginia, 35. James Madison drove 80 yards in the last three minutes, scored with 55 seconds left. To win the game, Virginia led 35-24 with 10 minutes to go. So tough loss for Virginia whenever you, whenever you, you know, lose to an in-state team that uh, that's not in the Power Five. Yeah, I would go App. Uh, they had a chance to be the mm. nation's darling again. They lose in double overtime. Uh, heartbreaking loss for them. North Carolina survives. Another theme to watch in the top 25 tomorrow will be how many ACC teams are ranked because Duke is ranked now. Clemson will stay ranked. North Carolina's ranked. Uh, Miami will join them, I think, uh, based on their win. And uh, so, I mean, that's – and Florida State, of course. So they're going to have five ranked teams tomorrow. So good for, good on the ACC, a, a conference that is looking to expand their horizons in the future. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're going to be in that. This is all things that are bad for Alabama, by the way. <laughs> Boston College almost landed in the sad Saturday again two weeks in a row, but they held off Holy Cross. At the end, they were a three point. They had a three point lead. Holy Cross had the ball inside the BC thirty with a minute to go, down three, and BC ended up with a strip sack to uh, finish it off. But uh, yeah, not things aren't great for Jeff Halfley right now at BC. So uh, two woe Nellies. You got some woe Nellies for me. I, I, I can start off with uh, my woe Nellies. I got two woe Nellies. One goes to North Carolina running back O'Marion Hampton. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the hero of that game. 234 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Uh, Drake Nemei did not put up huge numbers, but Carolina really did well on the ground. And uh, Hampton was the, uh, the engine that made it work. And then my second woe, Nelly, Brandon Morrison had a great interception of Brennan Armstrong in the Notre Dame-NC State game along the sideline. Great coverage, difficult catch, kept his feet in. We talked about him preseason. We had a debate whether or not he should be first-team All-American uh, with some other very qualified guys. 
And uh, Morrison backed us up a little bit today with that play. It was really, really impressive. Absolutely. Um, you know, he he's really good. And they've got some difference makers on that side of the ball. Um, I don't I'm looking up the guy's name right now, so I know exactly who he is. Um, as you know, I've been watching my my wife is at uh she's down in Charlotte for the uh, Catholic News Conference. She's doing a she worked a full day today. So I'm following picks and Old Miss to clinch their cover today. They had a big man touchdown from Jared Ivy. And yeah. I and I was encouraged. <laughs> I'll just say I was encouraging him to get in the end zone with some colorful language. And I forgot my daughter was in the living room. So I apologize for that. That was one, but good on him for getting it getting in the end zone. Um <laughs> it was uh, but he got in and that was great. And then um JT Daniels had over 400 yards passing today. Good the world traveled. JT Daniels led Rice past Houston. Um, so it did was Rice a, hang on? I haven't checked. Did Rice hang on? Yeah. So um, it was uh, Rice won. So okay. Rice won that game, and that's going to be another team for that. So yeah, it was. Um, those were two, but the the big man touchdown was good. Tulane hung in there, by the way. They they were in that game, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know it was uh, Michael Pratt didn't play for him. Either. Pratt didn't play, but they hung. And they were in that game. That's one of those scores that's going to look worse than it is. And I, my whoa, Nelly, right now is looking at the USC score. Uh, it's forty-two to three before half. And <laughs> let's see, Caleb is doing Caleb things. It looks like Stanford will be the second Pac-12 team to have a loss. Oh, I Lord. Think. And Florida State's up sixty-six to thirteen again for the eighth time. Bad for Bama because those two look like they've got elite quarterback play. I don't know if Quinn Ewers is better than Jordan Travis or Caleb Williams, but he has the five-star pedigree. He has the weapons around him, and he has a coach that had had a good night tonight, and we'll get to that in a second. So, by the way, for the second week in a row in our confidence contest, my five-pointer, last week it was James Franklin covering on the last you know yeah. play there. For, that was my five-pointer. This one was – I had Oregon at five points. There you go. They kicked a field goal with like – a minute to go to go up by one and then Texas tech threw a desperation pit pick six. I'm going to stop picking the big game. as my five pointer. I did not get Alabama. Right. So I think I'm going to have a winning record at sporting news this week. I think okay. I clinched a, I think I'm either going to be 10 and six or nine and seven. So that's better than last week. Last week was a very big disaster. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Um, before we get out of here, let's do a final twisted tea toast. Of the week. Do you have a toast of the week, Bill? We can show up at our little camp I mean, here. You know, there's a lot. I mean, you just got to give it to Texas in general. Uh, that's that program that people, like I said, were waiting. They had their memes ready. They had copy paste. Texas is back. Well, that, you know, Fowler even, he didn't say it. When the Texas fans were chanting SEC, that was kind of cool. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian had a brilliant night as a coach, um, being aggressive. The whole night, I think he really showed all that talk he did in the summer. You could roll your eyes at it, but no, Texas is real. They're they're very real. They they've got some room now because if they get through the Big Twelve with one loss, they could lose in the Big Twelve at any time. You never know, right? Um, and I, I just think that's that's the team worth toasting tonight. All right, I'm going to toast. Last week I toasted Puddles, the Oregon Duck. Okay. Mm-hmm. This week I'm toasting Akron for their turnover t- 
tire. Have you seen this? No, but they I'm have not- a, 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 a car tire, right? And so you, you, if you get a turnover, they put the tire around your neck. This entire, this is big tire, like off a Jeep or something. Okay. Uh-huh. And since they were so motivated by this turnover tire, they were down late to Morgan State. They had a scoop and score touchdown to win in the final minute. <laughs> right. And and so the guy got the the turnover tire. So there you go. So Akron zips. Get my. Uh, do you know why they have a tire in Akron? And they must be something to do with the auto industry in it's Akron. A, the Goodyear plant. That's Goodyear plant. Well, so there must be a Goodyear tire around the guy's neck. So whatever so it was, ever, it inspired him for a scoop and score in the last minute. I, they won the game, Bill. I could have got you with a Trochi trivia. The Goodyear Goodyear was founded there, and I've covered used to cover games in the Rubber Bowl of all places. So <laughs> I, that's about as the nicest. That's about all I'm going to say nice about Akron as an Ohio alum. By the way, the Bobcats beat Florida Atlantic today, so I'm happy about that. There you go. There you go. So, all right. Very good. Well, I think that'll do it for our second live show. Bill, appreciate you making time. You cranked out a Texas-Alabama reaction at SportingNews.com, and we are working on the 133 for SportingNews.com. So everybody who wants to check out everything that Bill's writing and everything we're putting together in the college football section uh, please visit the website. Thank you to everyone for listening to the CFB Nation All-America podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel, our, our loyal uh, uh, visitors here on the live show on Saturday nights, thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football. They'll be breaking down the NC State win all week. Uh, we'll be back throughout the week with more episodes and don't forget to join us every night on the Saturday night for our live reaction show around 1130 on our CFB Nation YouTube channel. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you soon.